Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our listeners. Uh, I'm happy to be sitting on a Sunday with Dr. Alexandrade and Dr. Um, Daniel Rockers conversing about uh, different topics of psychology. But today, before we starting the show, we were talking about poetry and its connection to psychology. And um, I just want to start the um, topic with just talking about myself, that how much poetry means in my life um, and how much poetry gives me a more sense of um, the other aspect of a human being rather than just what we experience daily. That poetry really takes you to places that are different than daily experiences. And it's such an abstract and in a way meaningful place when you read poetry and your mind goes to those deeper level of even unconscious and even um, on universe and on nature and on relationship and our, on values and on purpose of life and all things that we talked about yesterday. And as a whole, poetry is a part that again is abstract and it's hard to really define it where it can take you to and um, i personally feel like this is a part that if you're connected with and if you enjoy is such a creative thing that it's art that it's uh, so much of um, a person in a whole in divine and universe that can um, expand your mind, can expand your feelings and senses of who you are and where you are in this universe. So I would like to see how um, my colleagues um, and my friends um, think about this. I would like to see how Alex thinks about this. <laughs> I would like, can I pass it back? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I, I think this is a great topic because I'm sure Daniel has a lot of questions as this pertains to creativity. And I think it is something where poetry, I think when we think of poetry, it can be like this snooty, fancy kind of thing where it's like, you know, people are like, like Shakespeare, people think like poetry, maybe in that way, or, you know, these, these classic works of poetry. But uh, the thing that comes to mind when I think of poetry is how it, well, a couple of things, but first, uh, how it helps us tap into and explore our emotions. I think in reading poetry, sometimes it allows us to connect with the author of that in our own unique way, in our own ex unique experience, yet feels understood at it in a way because of our own emotional reaction. And so I find it's an intentional way to have an emotional experience. And so even too, we can find certain poems or, or poetry in general that relates to us 
whether it's at certain times, whether it's in certain ways. Uh, and I think that means, you know, reading, you know, when are we reading poetry? When are we writing poetry? When are we understanding? I think there could be times where we read it and we're just like, okay, that doesn't really mean anything or it doesn't really resonate with me. But there can be other times where it maybe reflects our experience or connects in a way that feels so. The other thing I want to say that I think poetry, we could say it's this thing in a, you know, this, this thing in a book that we read and we're sitting in contemplation and having a nice cup of tea and then we fold it and put it away and step away and go can deliver our life. I think a, a big part of poetry that people forget about is music. A lot of poetry uh, is music and, and that could even include music that we don't think of like rap and hip hop, like those types of music you know, share and explore a person's life experiences, uh, a person's challenges, but also too, in a lot of that music, there's a lot of hopes and wants and aspiration. And so it's one of these things that poetry doesn't have to be just soft, delicate, snooty kind of experience. Um, it could be something that we experience in our everyday life through certain music, certain songs that really resonate with us and allow us to feel good or, or feel as though our experience can reflect it in here as well as those. What about uh, for you, Daniel, as far as like poetry, what comes to mind for you? Uh, when I was younger, I didn't, did not resonate with me, didn't really sense. And I don't think I thought of it. Maybe I did think of it like delicate and snooty, like you said, but either way, I just didn't, it, I didn't connect with it. It was only when I got older and I think I was able to begin getting the metaphor and how the metaphor explains things or expresses things in poetry that I understood it. Because I have a book of poetry that I got when I was in uh, undergraduate. And I remember there was an older guy that I had asked about, well, what does this mean? Or what is that? And he was able to say, well, this is meaning this. And he's probably talking about this. And and it was not at all apparent. I didn't understand that. But even more than that, not only did I not understand the metaphor, but I didn't understand the meaning of it. So I wasn't able to absorb what the poem is. My feeling now about poetry is way different. And I think it is extremely valuable, both in terms of reading poem, because the person it, the poem evokes a feeling in us, can evoke something in us and get into it. But also, I, I have a lot of clients, I ask them to write a poem, and the re it, write a poem or find a poem, either one, because what it does is it helps them do that internal search to connect with, is this my feeling? Or is that my feeling? Or does this say it right? Does this get it? And in that way, processing what is very difficult emotion if we don't have a word for it or don't have a name for it, or we haven't been able to express it before. So in that way, I think extremely therapeutic and very helpful, but it sends us on this search. We read it from the outside, we search on the inside and it helps. That's clarifying what's inside us. So important. So excellent. That, that reminds me, Daniel, I similarly, uh, you know, like you said, the idea of exploring a poem that speaks to your experience, as I mentioned, music, and I know we've talked on the show before about how such an avid, one of the things that I used to say is that I can find a song that tells you how I feel more so than I can tell you myself. And I think it speaks to that same kind of experience of being able to, I think, open yourself up and allow yourself to express those, to connect with those emotions that maybe others are saying or that others have said versus kind of being even able to, let alone willing to, to be able to say that for yourself. And I think sometimes uh, I like that exercise, a great exercise where it allows patients to share, but in a way where 
you know, how do they do that? And, and, you know, how can they get there? Uh, and maybe that's a skill they could develop through that type of exercise. Really, really fascinating. There's some good uh, popular movies that express some of what you were talking about. The uh, Autobot, you know, the, is it the Autobot movies or the movies with Autobots in there? Do you know sure. what I'm talking about? Shia yeah. LaBeouf is the star. Oh, the Transformers, the Transformers. Transformers yeah. Mm-hmm. And one, and the car that he has doesn't speak. Bumblebee, itself. yeah. yeah. It just plays a music which expresses what mm-hmm. his feeling was. Or there's another movie, it's with Cameron Diaz, and where she, it's a like a romance, a holiday romance movie, where she goes over to England, and the person living in England, they switch houses for the holidays, and somebody else. But Cameron Diaz is the one of the main actors in there, and she's a writer for, I think, for Hollywood, but she writes the soundtracks for the movies, and it shows her going through these experiences and which soundtrack was playing in her head, which expressed her feeling at that time. She's trying to get it out of her head, but it's expressing where she... So I think, yeah, a lot of times we may lean on something externally to help us. Either way, it's good It's it's good practice. And I think, Alex, as you mentioned, music, I think art, music, anything to do with art, poetry, those creative things in life, they can bring different emotions and senses and memories and experiences in into your mind. And um, I grew up with poetry. My both my parents were into poetry a lot, and we just probably daily we were listening to each other reading poetry. Um, and um, the environment that I grew up with, it was a lot of teaching and wisdom in poetry that sometimes, you know, parents, they usually don't directly tell you do this or do that. But I feel like in our family culture, poetry was a big thing that, for example, my father would read a piece of poetry and explain the wisdom in that, the um you know, experiences and values of the um, content of the poetry. So for me, and especially in our uh, culture, if you're uh, familiar with, there are so many great poets. And, um, you know, even we talked about this, uh, some of the poet, their poetry is um, nation, I mean, internationally known. Like one of them is Saadi, who has a piece that it's written in the United Nation on the top of the building. And um, and, and it talks about that human being in um, the universe are like pieces of a person's body that are so much connected. If a piece is missing, how much the human being will suffer. So the connection um, and, and also uh, so many stories in poetry that teaches you the values and the connection and the purpose of life. So I think, as you said, um, Dan, um, you ask your patients sometimes to write poetry to express their feelings. That reminds me of Natalie Rogers, uh, the daughter of Carl Rogers, who is an artist. And I remember watching when I was um, in school um, studying my doctoral program, there was videos of her working with the patients, asking them to draw. And it was sort of free association with that creativity of drawing and 
and whatever comes to their mind to draw and she could actually get into depth of what was going on in the patient's mind and that way could really work with them. So I think poetry um, can do that too. So music, poetry, um, and so many other aspects of life that there are pieces that make us a whole can be part of uh, healing, can be part of connection with psychology. We are at our first break. We come back and continue our conversation. Shanvandigane Azizeh, Radio Bamdad. Man Dr. Saeedeh Malik Afsali Hastam. Be hamrahe Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandra Ade. Emrus ma rajabe شعر و شاعری صحبت میکنیم و ارتباطش با روانشناسی و اینکه چقدر این خلاقیت در شعر و خلاقیت در ابراز احساس و تجارب در شعر میتونه مهم باشه در افکار و در تجارب ما اگر بهش علاقه داشته باشیم مثل بقیه چیزایی که در هنر و در خلاقیت هست شعر و خوندنش یا شنیدنش میتونه چقدر در زندگی ما اثرگذار باشه روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه من به اتفاق همکارانم دکتر دنیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی با شما هستیم و به زبان انگلیسی راجع به مسائل مختلف روانشناسی صحبت میکنیم اگر تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین و صدای ما رو میشنوین خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن که از برنامه ما به زبان انگلیسی استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنین که برنامه ما رو بهش توجه بکنن ضمناً پادکست های ما در رادیو بامداد قابل سرچ هستش و میتونین صدای ما رو در تاپیک های مختلف از طریق پادکست در زمان های مناسب بشنوید برمیگردیم و دنبال صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم با ما باشید
We're back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrade, and we continue our conversation about poetry. Uh, as I was actually looking to see what is the connection of psychology and poetry, I actually noticed that there are great articles that uh, some of the psychologists have regarding um, relation between poetry and psychology with the special reference to a specific poet or pieces of uh, poetry. And it is important to uh, mention that one of the uh, pieces that I was just uh, reading uh, during our break was um, um, by one of the article writers that says poetry and psychology are different fields, but there are a close relation between them. And then it goes on to say psychology um, involves the study of mind, behavior, thought, etc. It is the study of human and animal behavior with the object of understanding why living beings um, behave as they do. According to psychologists, the psychology had its origin on the assumption of the existence of um, psychic, mental um, patterns. And it says these patterns include conscious contents, thoughts, memories, etc., which came from life experience and uh, continues to say humans experience the unconscious through symbols encountered in all aspects of life in dreams, art, religion, etc. And poets depict all emotions in the form of pieces of art, literature, poetry, novel, etc. And it says that poetry influences all experiences, behaviors, most especially the emotional ones in the poet, of the poet. Um, so basically, it is important to realize that um, how much of, um, you know, pieces are related in some ways as we talk, the art. And poetry is creative and it's art and um, how much that can influence. And, and um, one of the things I experienced myself, even with um, kids in high school, that um, they were just learning English language and I, I was working with a group and I remember even the simplest words they could come up with sometimes it was so creative and so emotional especially the immigrants that they were sharing about their feelings and experiences which was really deep even from a 14 15 year old student and one of the things um, I was doing which um, I learned through um, studying the games and playing with words. And I would just write one sentence from a poet and uh, from a poetry piece and then give it to the next person. And that person would read that. And I made it so simple. So for the students was understandable. And then they would write something that was related to that content and to that one sentence. And then they would roll the first piece and leave the second piece to the next person. And every person would roll the other pieces. So just by reading one sentence, they would respond to it. And at the end, it was a beautiful poem just by, you know, first person writing it, the second person uh, reading it and responding. 
and the other person rolls the first person's writing so the other person cannot see. And everybody was just responding to the person before them. But then at the end, you, you open all these rolls pieces and then it was a beautiful piece of poetry. But it was really interesting because each person was responding based on their own thoughts and experiences, but it still was related. And that was the beauty of it, that how much even as human being, with all the differences that we are, have, and with all the different ways of thinking, at the end, when you speak to each other, how much connection is there? And that was the most interesting part I experienced. Yeah, I think it could be, that's one of the things for me that's powerful about it. it. It allows you to, one, immerse yourself in the feeling that the writer maybe had, as well as even to connect with it on your own, as far as what you're experiencing and what is elicited in you. And I've always thought of, and I, I love that example side, because I've always thought of poetry as a very personal and a very individualized experience. I think uh, I've, I haven't really shared too much with people about not just poetry that I've read, but also poetry that I've written. Um, I, and I, I always think of it being so personal and maybe even so vulnerable that it's, it's nice to have that, like, that's my thing, or that's not something that, you know, I do or share with other, um, unless I'm willing to be that open and that vulnerable. So uh, I like that exercise because it kind of teaches like, it's, you know, this, it's okay to express this in this way. And again, I think maybe it's, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times men, and I definitely had this experience growing up. We don't, you don't share a lot of emotion. You don't express a lot of them uh, in constructive ways. And I think that can be a great example of constructive, encouraging way to express emotion and shows that, yes, look, we're, we're all feeling something in reaction we've read as well as even, you know, building on that for each other and, and allowing that group uh, to feel connected and support it in sharing Side A, how did you come up with that exercise? This is such a cool exercise. And I was just thinking, how did you come up with it? And what was, did you have a, that goal in mind and that you read the whole thing as a poem? And how did you know it would together in that way? Uh, it, um, you know, when you're a teacher, you're always trying to come up with ideas or you steal ideas from others just to make your teaching more creative and more involved. And I remember at that time, um, I probably, as far as I remember, it wasn't coming up for me. I probably learned it from someone else or I read somewhere. Because when you teach, you're always looking for exercises and activities that you can involve and engage the kids. And I remember when I read about this exercise, um, just like you do a lot of different ways of teaching the kids poetry or teaching the kids writing, you come up with ideas that it's learning, but it's fun. And I think this came um, probably as one of the games that I learned or read somewhere. And uh, doing something creative always is sort of a scary because it may go wrong. But I always was courageous to try it and, and just be honest with the kids. If it didn't work, just say, OK, guys, I was trying to make it work, but it didn't. But this one was one of my favorite ones that I repeatedly did with the kids, even in different contents, you know, like, for example, um, even in science, you know, it, content that was uh, difficult to memorize and to learn, I would just teach it and then write one important part of that content and then 
the next person would add to it and then roll it, the next person add to it. And it was always a good exercise in any content, but in poetry it was very beautiful because at the very end, um, the end result was a beautiful poem from all the people in the classroom and everybody had a piece in it and everybody was interested to see what the final work comes up. And uh, we did that often. And then uh, we just turn um, um, uh, to people to read it and everybody was reading somebody else's writing. And, and then at the end we were discussing what, what does it mean? And then um, if, if one piece was really resonated with um, people and then people were asking questions and it was it was just a great exercise that brought so much discussion and conversation about that piece so yeah we can do that together actually i was just thinking maybe one day when we meet and we are um you know doing our podcast maybe we can um one of the exercises we can do is about um you know uh, it's something creative uh, and then write and then the next person writes and then we roll the beginning part and then everybody responds to just the last part and then at the end we can just look at the final um, piece that we have created it's interesting that is a game that you can do with um, different topics different content different people it's a very interesting game and it could be very funny at the end because some people can bring that funny part of them into the content and it can be very very interesting as well it's yeah, like an icebreaker or something yeah it would be a nice icebreaker i yeah, would say yeah, yeah. what is that daniel sorry I said, I bet Alex would one <laughs> Sure, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really, um, I, I personally love poetry, and uh, I actually like to read poetry from different poets, uh, from international poets, uh, from specifically Persian culture. There are great poets that, um, you know, their poetry is such an abstract that, uh, if you sit with people who are into it, uh, each can have different perception of, um, you know, the content of each of the stanza even. It's such meaningful um, that there can be just one part of the poem can be an hour of conversation because it's philosophy. It's, um, it's a lot of meaningful, um, you know, life experiences and and memories and stories and and there's so many history even in the poetry one of my uh, former therapists at one point we were going over some of my maybe you could draw a picture of what that is about and my resistance immediately was well i i'm not a very good drawer and his response and this was very interesting he says you need to drop that right now. And his point was, mm -hmm. it didn't matter whether you're a good artist or not. The act of attempting to draw it is evokes that internal search. And what I like about your exercise that you did with your students, Saide, is that it's a way of getting past that. Because I could see somebody saying, well, I can't write poetry, or I don't know how to do this. And you just do one line. 
That's all you have to do. And everybody's doing it. So it doesn't really matter. That's a what a great way to get people going without having to say, you got to drop that thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you needed to hear it that way, though, too, because sometimes it's this idea that, nope, I can't. It's too difficult. I'm not an artist in that way. It's like you could all draw. We don't have to. You know, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It's just what that represents for you, what that could come from letting right. yourself draw or create that poetry in that way. Yeah. 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 I And I think you're right, Alex. I did need to hear it that way because here it is 15 years later and I still have that sentence clear in. You got to drop yeah. that. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it was pointed. It was directed. It was, it was yeah. the right. I was going to say similarly, I had an experience where therapists gave me a couple of poems based on some of the things that we were talking about in therapy. And I remember at that time feeling like, what, like, like, why are you, you know, and and it was interesting because as soon as I read those poems, they just resonated with some of the conflicts that I was having and some of the issues that I was working at the time. And so I think it was very poignant of him to recognize that this could probably resonate. And I think it even allowed me to express some other thoughts and feelings I had in our therapeutic session. So it was where it was used as a tool to allow me to open to share things that were maybe, maybe he's seen that were kind of at the surface or kind of bubbling underneath the surface. uh, And that allowed that to kind of come out a little bit more comfortably in that way. There's something very important about reading something like that and it resonating with us. Like you said, it just reminds something so important about if we read a poem. Yes, that's it. I don't know if it validates us or reifies us, makes us more real. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I think you're on the right track. Yeah, I think it does. It permeates something within us deeply that we're either feeling and we can't quite put into words or we're, we're feeling and we, we don't know how to describe for ourselves. And I think it allows us to start to access in a way that somebody else even ventured before us and was able to maybe have this feeling. So I think it, it feels, allows us to feel even connected and, and validated in our, both that we are individually, it's understandable to have that because it, that's what we're feeling as well as even that we're not alone as others. Have, and I think, for, I know for me, that has been so healing and, and so encouraging. You know, that yesterday, or yesterday we talked about those three elements of spirituality and relationships being one of those. And that's a kind of relationship. It's like what you said, Alex, to know that somebody else has had this feeling, something that's a relationship, even if it's an unknown person. Like, I don't know who wrote that mm-hmm. personally, but wow, yes, there's something really important. And also, I was just thinking about, um, you know, like I used to write poems um, more so than later years, I guess, um, you know, time-wise, sometimes you have to have free time to do that. But I remember the time I wrote poetry, I wrote poems, it was more the time that I was sad or something was very difficult in life for me to deal with. And I would just express it um, on the paper with poems. And every time I went back and I read those poems, I thought, wow, it took me back exactly where and and time I was having those issues and feeling, dealing with my emotions. And um, I wonder if, um, you know, the 
poems that write poetry feel the same way mostly because when I read some of the poems from um, famous poets, I realize that mostly are sad, mostly are issues that seems like the emotions actually at those times uh, come in a more um, expressive way because you are sharing, you're dealing with it and you want to resolve it, or at least even not resolving it, you want to say it, um, but you probably can't express it to anybody, but at least you want to let it off your chest. So you write it um, in a poem. Um, and and I experienced that, and most, I don't have any happy moment that I wrote a poem about. <laughs> so I wonder <laughs> if there's something to do with, um, you know, because when you're happy, you can just even dance and show the world that you're happy. But when you're sad, maybe you want to be to yourself. And, and how you deal with that is at least writing it in a form of a poem. I, I find that the same true for myself. They've usually been at times where I'm a little more sad, a little more down uh, going situation. But uh, I have made efforts to find poetry that is positive lifting. And so I, I've always thought of it as kind of more in those extremes. Like it's either when it's really sad or when there's bliss, delight, or joy. And, and so even those feelings can, uh, we can connect with those feelings. But I, I do think of poetry as a little bit more sad, or even just as a little bit more reflective in that way, just like stepping back and looking at life. And so, yeah, I, I agree. What about for you, Daniel? Do you find that there's certain modes that you're in when you read poetry or is it uh, kind of? I think it's a little more neutral. I enjoy reading poems. I have a book that talks about the different meters and rhythms of you know, the, the feet of a poem and the emphasis points shows how to read those, which I didn't understand before, didn't even really know about or pay attention to it. It's just all very interesting to me and I have all different kinds of poems that I like to think about. Well, we got to our second break. Uh, I know conversation about uh, creativity and artistic um, issues are so um, connected to our emotions that at the time that we are talking about it, you just bring some memories, some experiences, some beautiful poems that you have read. So uh, for Sharmandigan Aziz Radio Bamdad, man Bahamkaranam Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrade Emruzar Hedmatun Hasim, Varus Shambo Yekshambe Bezaban Inglisi Barnumi Ravan Shinasi Darim, Hamishe Mo Sohbatoi Muktalefiro, Bo Sohbatoi Ravan Shinasi, Machlut Mikonim, Behoterinke, Sohbatoi Ravan Shinasi, Hamishe Har Resmati as Indigi Behesh Raptore, Va Emruzmo Rojabe Poetry, Kehamun Sheer Vashoeri Hasim. داریم صحبت میکنیم و ارتباطاتش با قسمت های ذهنی و روانی انسان که بیشتر در مورد احساسات و عواطف مطرح هستش و اگر صدای ما رو رادیاتون رو تازه باز کردین به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه یک شنبه ساعت دوازده که بعد از ظهر صحبت همون به زبان انگلیسی هستش دعوت کنین از کسانی که استفاده میکنن از برنامه ما به زبان انگلیسی صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد دنبال کنن ما برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم با ما باشین
Dr. Alexandrade and Dr. Daniel Rockers, and we continue our conversation about poetry. Um, as I was uh, searching, I found something that was interesting. It says, poets cannot close their shops like shopmen and return home. Their shop is their mind, and as long as they carry it with them, they feel the pressures and the torments. A poet's raw material is not a stone or clay. It's his or his personality. And, and that is interesting because they bring their personality, they bring their wisdom, they bring their mind into their poetry, and they bring their feelings into um, poetry. As I was, uh, I, I constantly read poetry and read something, whether it's a um, scientific article, whether it's a journal article about psychology, or anything that is artistic. And one of the things I realized uh, about different poets that I read their poetry is how much they share themselves into their poetry and how much courageous they are. Because there are some women in the history of um, uh, literature in Persian culture that the historical part when they wrote those poem poems it's amazing how courageous they were to open up and say what they felt and how they felt, even uh, politically, even, you know, we read some political poetry about poems that they put their life in danger, but I guess it's part of being who they are. And I, as I was reading this piece about a poet, I was just thinking part of being a poet probably is having that courage 
not only to share your things and who you are, your personality for the world to read, but also your political perceptions, your philosophy of life, you're sharing all of that. So you're basic, you know, bearing, you know, you're, you, you are, you're showing who you are very clearly. And I think that relates to creativity in general. A big part of it is courage and as well as what can feel like a risk to, to share and to put ourselves up there. I mean, even in our conversations, you know, we're opening ourselves up, you know, and sharing with listeners. A lot of times we, we joke, it feels like it's just the three of us talking here. Uh, but yeah, it's sometimes funny when I, I speak to people I know who listen and they're like, oh man, you shared that story. And, oh, I really like how Side Day does this. And I really like how Daniel does this. And I always think like, hey, you don't know them. I know them. Like, what, were you listening to us or something? It's like, oh, wait, yes. <laughs> That's the whole point of it this is we're opening up and we're sharing and we're inviting people to listen to that creativity that comes from our thoughts, our ideas, our experiences, things that we've read, things that we've explored. I think if we thought about it too much, we probably would be a lot more silent. <laughs> you guys all nod your head. Yes, quietly. <laughs> no, yes. I often forget that uh -huh. we are airing our conversation because I get into so much depth of our conversation that sure. yeah. I forget that it's being recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You mean people are listening to us? Yeah, like, uh oh, all right, all right, never mind. I retract yeah, everything I, I said. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I think it speaks to that that creativity that that comes in this just like you know artists and poets and writers is bearing a part of themselves and sometimes I, I always think of it too and any creative in, endeavor that I pursue it how how almost essential it is sometimes like it's like I need to get that part uh, out like it needs to be expressed the way and so as much as you know a, a poet or an artist maybe feels as though yes I'm exposed you know and opening up myself in a way you know, what if I wasn't able, what if I wasn't able to share in that way and, and recognize that maybe it serves something for themselves, but as well as maybe this helps you, or maybe this can allow somebody else that sense of connection. So yeah. almost like needing do that. Uh, Cause I always find too, like artists and people who are passionate about the things that they create, it's a part of them. Like they need to do it. Like if you were to tell them that they cannot do that, you know, you can't write poetry, you can't write you'd be almost like killing a part of them or stifling a part of them to such a, so it's, it's one of those things where poets need to write poems, writers need to write, and I guess we need to talk, right? I mean, that's why we're yeah. here. So, yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, just even um, of who you are as a person and not only that, but also as a psychologist, I feel like I have the mission to share so many things about my perception of life, my perception of the experiences and the result of those experiences, I feel like it's it's important um, to share that so people can also open, can also just um, you know get out of those boxes that the belief system has brought to their mind and how limited they feel they are in opening up because a lot of times we limit ourselves by keeping things in um, boxes and, and keeping it to ourselves. And I know there are some very confidential or personal part of anybody's life that uh, I understand that part, but then things that are that you can share. I feel like it's my mission in life to share 
those pieces that can help someone to open up and, and we can have a conversation and maybe we can resolve something. So poetry also, or the poets, the ones that are more responsible, I feel, they're the ones that they really share their philosophy. They really share what they think so that maybe they can help people out there. Even we always talk about, even if we can hold someone's hand, even if it's one person and what we talk about can help them, it's important to share and whatever we know or we experience by opening up, maybe someone out there can get some, um, you know, uh, light through their life that they can open and they can just benefit from. Daniel, we're, we're needing a question. Uh, it's getting kind of late <laughs> in the episode and we need to make sure that uh, we at least have one Dr. Daniel Rocker's question. Okay, here it is. You asked for it. Here it comes. It's mandatory. Yeah. With all of this talk about things like our values and life purpose, what is one value that you find is a critical value for you? So for me, doing the creativity, it's a value, it's a drive to create or ask questions to that. I think asking questions is a way of being curious. Those are some values for me. What's a value for you? You, you can't pick creativity, Daniel. I was going to pick creativity. And so, I mean, can I, can I share creativity with you or do I have to think of a different one? Totally, totally fine. Okay, share, share it. it. Just make yeah. sure you're not copying my answer in an effort to avoid answering the question. That's okay. I mean. No, yeah. No, in all honesty, I've been finding that creativity has been probably just within the last several months more at the forefront in ways that it hasn't been. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Creativity is such important expression for me in feeling like I'm living my life purpose. Not that these things that I'm doing are, I, I, I'm not doing them for a purpose, but more it allows me to express, explore kind of who I am and where I'm at this point in my life. And so I found it, it's almost as a conduit to feel as though I'm kind of seeing the bigger picture, that bigger picture myself and for others in my life. So yeah, creativity has been at the forefront a little bit more for me. So I'm not copying you, but I like that same value. All right. So it's an opening for you. You're opening oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Opening up is for me and being courageous to say what I want to say. Uh, and and uh, seriously, this is uh, this has been great. Uh, I think the podcast and the, um, you know, Radio Bomb Dot um, discussion conversation that we have at this time has helped me personally to open up and say what I like to say without thinking of the outcome. Because, you know, there are a lot of things we converse here that may be, um, you know, critical, even, um, you know, putting ourselves out there. Um, but I think this is my goal. And this is my mission. And this is my value. If I say I want to help others, and if I say I want to support people, I have to put myself out there. This is who I am. This is um, how I uh, see the world. This is what I do. And if I don't share that, how can I support people? How can I help people? So I probably attract people who are more the way I think and the way I, you know, perceive life. So 
I need to do that in order to be able to attract those people who need my support. Great answers. Those are good answers. Is that our wrap up for the end? Or are we at the end or are we had still? No, no, we, we still got some Well, time, we haven't you know. heard from you, Dan. Yeah, I started off with that. The creativity. It, Remember what we copied? I copied them. I mean, I mean, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Creativity. Um, I think I just think it's important for us to for everyone, not just us three here, but I think that's an important life value contemplate and think about and to examine ourselves as far as what our direction is. What do we value and how have I worked on that? In what ways do I pursue that or explore that to uncover that? It's like what you're talking about, Alex. You noticed as a recently, this is a drive for you to explore and create is very cool. You know, I think would be interesting too, for our listeners, if you're thinking of what values really resonate with you at this time, you know, maybe even like Googling uh, uh, poems related to that value. Oh, good idea. Yeah. And so you can see what that value, if it's you know, perseverance, if it's uh, kind of self-compassion, whatever those values are for you right now, kind of Google you know, poems about compassion. Um, maybe that could be one way that you, you explore those emotions. Because I think it's sometimes in these personal journeys uh, that we go through, exploring and emphasizing uh, certain values. Again, the, the idea that poems allow us to feel uh, support it and connect it in that experience. And so it's not something that we have to go alone. I find sometimes it's not that everybody has gone before us and knows exactly our journey, but we're not always alone in that journey. And there may be some who can relate to the experiences that we are going to draw from what they've gone. We don't have to go through it all on our own uh, for the first time. We find support. I think that helps in any journey. Absolutely true. Does anybody have a, uh, piece of a poem they would like to read and say what it means for you? I actually have a book in front of me, um, but it's in Persian language. Um, Alex, can you read Persian? I was going to say, luckily, Saide knows how to read Persian. So we're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to find something that... Um, I always uh, like haikus. Haikus are like really short. They're like, what? There's a certain number of lines haikus are. I want to say it's like four or six or something like I that. Just, I think, well, I think there's many, I learned there are many different types of haikus, oh, but really? the most common is three lines. And three. I think it's a five, seven, five, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. I did a session with um, a physician's group that I work with where we wrote, uh, this was at the beginning of COVID oh, really? and we wrote haikus about what it was like in COVID. And it was very interesting. Do you have one to read uh, or Alex, do you guys have one to read? I don't have it. I have I've a part of one I can read. Did you yeah. want to go side A or did, were you wanting me? Go ahead. Um, this is a poem called Ithaca by Cavafy. And I don't remember where I found it or saw it, but I love this poem. I won't read the whole thing, just a few lines of it. And these are the first three lines of the poem, which I think it's based on some Greek adventurer for. He said, as you set out for Ithaca, hope your road is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. So he's talking about a trip. I used to know the particulars of the mythologies involved in this, but he says, as you set out for Ithaca, as you set sail for hope your road is a long one. And that's very interesting because he goes on later in the poem to talk about the difficulty that people will encounter on their journey. And essentially, it is about the idea that 
the point of the journey isn't to arrive. The point of the journey, the journey and the growth that we experience our way, which is why he says in the second line, hope your road is a long one. In other words, that you have lots of different experience, lots of discoveries and lots of adventures. I just thought, I, I just think that's such a great poem. Here's a three lines from the middle. Keep Ithaca always in your mind. Arriving there is what you're destined for, but don't hurry the journey at all. Better if it lasts for years. So you're old by the time you reach the island, wealthy with all you've gained on the way and not expecting Ithaca to make you rich. In other words, don't always be thinking about the end and miss the actual journey itself. It almost sounds like a metaphor for life. And I Well, I think it is. I think it is the whole meta- metaphor for your whole life. In other words, don't just focus on getting to the end or whatever that is. We got to live life while we're going through. So today Maybe we have, a, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, the richness is from life journey itself, not from whatever is at the, what were you going to say? Uh, so today we have about uh, several minutes left. Wanted to see which okay. uh, poem you've decided to share. Well, before we wrap I just up. Uh, found something that has both Persian and English translation. It's from Omar Khayyam is a very famous uh, poet and um, his poetry has been translated into different languages. And uh, he's known for his um, basically teaching of live the moment. So one of the things um, I was just trying to find one that I know, but since we have such a short time, I just read what I found. It says, how sweet is mortal sovereignty? Think some others, how bless the paradise to uh, take the cash in hand and wave the rest. Oh, the brave music of a distance drum. So that was one of the translation. I don't know how well uh, it's been translated, but um, it's uh, it's beautiful uh, in Persian that I understand. I don't know how the translation was just um, you know translating the essence of what it said. So with that, uh, we well, want to. Well, what does that what does that say to you? A po- what does that poem say to you? Uh, I'm just trying to find it because I turned the page. <laughs> you <laughs> lost it. So maybe I lost okay. it. Maybe next time yeah, I read maybe both, next time can... both Farsi and English. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are we at the end of our program? So each one of you, if you want to start with saying the final statement, that would be nice. I will jump in with pretty simple, What echo what I've said before. The point of the journey is not to arrive. In other words, it's not about death as much as it is about living. Live your life as much as you can in this moment and focus on both head, knowledge, and heart feeling. Nice. I'll uh, add and emphasize what I mentioned earlier, the idea of reflect on what value feels most important to you at this point, as Daniel asked us. And uh, yeah, kind of see what poems maybe relate to that. And that can maybe help you tap into experience. How about you, Saida? Uh I just want to just say, uh, listen to what your feelings tell you at that at the moment and go by that. And if you feel like 
you're into something that you like to do or write or um, read, just be with the moment, especially since we talked about Omar Khayyam, the, poem, the poet that has beautiful poetry regarding living in the moment, just be with the moment. And with that, I want to thank my colleagues and my friends, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade. And we will come back next week to have um, another conversation about a psychological topic or something about the culture, about just peace of uh, who we are as a human being. Have a wonderful week ahead. Sorry.